it's an interesting thing that we are hey now guys, aware welcome to almost 30 in this podcast. moment in time that we Hope can you be are scared well. of. We're glad you're here. Living What's in happening? Living in Krista just looked at me and I think said, Earth for me, rocks. I, I said, Earth I rocks. I am not Happy scared of living Earth. in ease, but my subconscious <laughs> is scared Earth does rock. Let's actually name one thing that rocks about. Oh, what do I start right now? Rocks about. So consciously, of course I'm not. I want to live in ease. I want that every day. Earth? Spaciousness is like no. Our sometimes it's like the, the belief years you know, that Earth we've been trash. wanting more of. Mm-hmm. Which but my subconscious really just believes that if I'm not training producing, ground. if I'm not busy, if I'm <laughs> not souls. fully packed schedule, <laughs> if I'm not understanding things, if I'm like not very busy, souls. then what was one thing that you would do as like a kid? It's all going to go away. Just said everything about who you are today in love with Earth. Because we were walking the other day, and you're like. It's cool that we all love like nature and earth. Yes, all of my friends appreciate and are in awe of nature. Mm-hmm. When we are on nature walks, we are in awe of nature. Yeah, that's a very important part of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, when I was little, I I just always have been. Oh, I think maybe the stray cats. I know. Yeah, at my old house, we had um, we got. I begged my dad to get a dog house. But the doghouse was for stray cats in our neighborhood and I put heating pads in it. So I plugged in the heating pads with an extension cord and I had tons of heating pads and blankets in there so they could stay warm in the winter. And then we fed like five stray cats. That's so sweet. One of them came back one year and I think he had leukemia because he was a rail. Oh no. Yeah, Papa Socks. Do do cats get leukemia? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Feline that. leukemia, it's like very popular. Oh, We wow. should have gotten them fixed. I don't really, we kind of were, they were all stray. We should have got them fixed though. Oh, yeah. But then that means they're like your cat. Yeah. But, yeah, you, but can you can do catch that? catch and release. Oh, okay. Actually, that's a lot of people, a lot of organizations like Stray Cat Alliance in LA, they do catch oh. and release. So they will just catch strays and just fix them, make sure they're fine and then put them back. And because oh. then they're not, you know, pr- contributing to, sure. to more stray cats in the area. Got it. Got but maybe it. that, that was like, also I had bird feeders. Mm-hmm. I got bird feeders for a few years for Christmas and I fucking loved them. Yeah, dude. I I collected, like I loved collecting collecting rocks. Yes. Just like, I was so fascinated by like just the most uninteresting rocks. I was like, yes, no one else has this rock. Yes. Um, And I just, and maybe you went too, but I went to like nature camp and I just absolutely freaking loved it. I just the could best not week of my life. wait. To go to nature camp and just like walk along the stream and get yes. like all wet and freaking dirty. See crawdads. We yeah. have crawdads in Ohio. So yeah, we were just fun. in the river and the stream, and we saw salamanders. Mm-hmm. Almost, I literally still remember what it was like to see a salamander. Yeah, and touch it. I think we touched it. So sweet. And That's slimy. what the thing is. People always have to touch it. It's like, oh god. I know. I think about that now. I'm like, what is They're that? They're like, catch it. Yeah, they're like, yes, that's the thing is like humans are like, I love nature. Let's catch it and put it in a box. I know. You know, like the uh-huh. way that we love is like smother. It's like when I would collect like caterpillars. That's not I what know. you're supposed to do. Fireflies. Ugh. You don't put them in a bag. One time I got a, <laughs> you don't put them in a bag because I love them. One time I in got a, a goldfish at our church festival. We I, like in Ohio, everyone has Catholic church festivals where people gamble for them to raise money. Question mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. Par for the course. <laughs> and so we did this gambling game and I won a goldfish and I kept it in a, a country crock butter container. Oh, it lasted like a week. Oh So my sad. That makes gosh. you so sad. It could have had a chance. But my parents didn't like get a nice bowl for it. Oh. <laughs> it was like in a country crock. It was probably like literally swimming what? in BPA plastic water. What? Yeah, it was really sad. Wow. I forget what it was called. 
But even fish in a tank, I'm like, I know. My We used to have, yeah, a fish tank for a long time. With like, we would get new fish. Really? Yes, bad. Drug dealer style. <laughs> I'm always like, dude, what kind of drug dealer are you? I think it was like the age where like the kids were like, wow. 100%. We were just watching all day. We're like, wow. Did you ever have, um, what are those things called? Uh, the little shrimp. I grew shrimp. Real shrimp? Or what was the little shrimp? I don't know what you're talking about, but I, it, like, they I literally- They come and you put water in them and they grow. Um, and they grow and they crawl out. Yes. Yeah, I had those. Oh, big ones? They're so, tiny though. Yeah, they're tiny, but they grow into like little lobster looking yes. things. Mine crawled out, went into the vents and they cooked themselves. Wow. It was so sad. I was so devastated. I mean, were they trying to get warm? They were just trying to escape. Like they're not supposed yes. to be in a cube. 100%. Sea monkeys. Were your sea monkeys? Oh, I don't know. That was, it was sea monkeys. Oh my God, dude. Whoever had sea monkeys, sea monkeys were so rad. They were like in a, it was bizarre because they were an aquarium novelty pet. They were a brine shrimp that undergoes cryptobiosis. They were developed in the United States where you could add water from a pouch kit. Yep. Dude, what? They're a hybrid breed of brine shrimp. They're Hatchinkins. Oh my God, dude. That is so weird. That is so- I probably got it at Zany Brainy. 100%. Dude, they were like this. Wow. Dude, that was so wild. Ew, they're fucking gross. <laughs> Yo, they're so nasty. <laughs> Ugh. I had a dream the other night when I was home. So I had a lot of weird energy all around me. Mm-hmm. My Actually, the, 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 the animal or creature that I'm most fearful of, guess what it is? Oh. Crabs. Wow. I fucking hate crabs. Wow. There's something about crabs. They're creepy crawly. They're hard. They pinch. They're like moving around. They move Mm. side to side. Their eyes are all crazy. Yeah. And I had crabs all over me. And I was like trying to take them off me. Yeah, it was my hell. Oh God. What is that? It was- Everyone's everyone's I think everyone's energy maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. It was terrible. terrible. I used to have dreams where I was covered in stuff. Mm-hmm. either like bugs or mm-hmm. snakes mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't Good have a problem with snakes. One time there was this like snake on the side of the road. It was like a gardener snake. I was in high school and it had got hit by a car or something. So it was kind of like struggling and it was like in half. So I was like, oh, I have to save the snake. So I put a trash bag on my hand and I tried to pick up the snake with the trash bag on the side of the road with my friends. And like, it like kind Whoa. of- bucked and I literally fucking freaked out and like dropped it and it was like half bodied all over the side of the road. It was really weird. Hey, it can regenerate. I know. (laughs) I just wanted to put it in the grass. I know. I didn't like that it was in the middle of the road. Yeah, 100%. One time I saw this this turtle too. There was a huge turtle in the middle of the road. It got ran over, but it was still alive. It just had a crack in its shell. Huge, honestly, wow. it was like this big. Yeah, is the car okay? I know, honestly, I was trying to think about where. I'm <laughs> like, was. turtles are like safe, you it know, was, with a shell. It was wow. horrifying though. It was wow. huge. I was like, Dad, what are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, I was like, What are we gonna do with this? <laughs> he's like, Well, I know. He was. He's like, I think we'll leave it. And then another time, we found a baby bird fell out of a mm. nest. Oh yeah, we did. And we brought it to a neighbor's mom, my neighbor's mom, and she betrayed us and she took it to an animal care center. I was like, we're going to raise it. Yeah, it's as our gonna own. <laughs> land on my shoulder <laughs> when I'm outside. I literally was pissed. I'm like, no, we're raising the bird. Oh, yeah. fuck. That would traumatize me. We found baby, um, we found baby rabbits. I guess it was like, Ugh. 
someone was lawn, you know, doing the lawn, lawn mowering, and they found like a little nest. And so me and my neighbor and our moms, we all like raised these baby rabbits and like had little bottles and it was so freaking cute. I was like, I don't want to go to school. I would not. I just want to be with the rabbits. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go. Like, I would literally like cry going to school. I'm like, I can't leave him. I mean, you cannot. Yeah, so cute. Lisa, I thought you were going to say something else. I was a little bit scared. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we took care of them. Yeah, I just freaking love being being a backyard kid. Being, You know what I mean? It was, I feel so lucky that like- We got to be outside a lot. Oh, I was, I'm, there's this girl in my workout class and she's amazing. She's a therapist and she does- um, water therapy. So she's Mm -hmm. a surfer. She grew up in Hawaii. And then she came over to LA. And part of the way that she works with people is through surf. And she recently took this family out from inner city LA to surf, to learn to surf. And they'd never seen the ocean. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I thought about that. I was like, wow, that's so true. Not everyone has the experience of having a backyard or growing up in a space where you have a lot of nature around mm-hmm. you. Ours was very suburb, but there was nature yeah. around. Yeah. Wow. Seeing the ocean for the first time. I, I know. Could you imagine? Fall over. I know. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, the work that she does. Mm. Like, yeah. Because there's a lot of times with kids and teenagers, less talking, uh-huh. a little bit more in motion. Yes. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Getting them outside of their heads. Because I think when you're that age, I I know nothing, but my perspective is that you're in your head already so much. So it's good to get them out of their heads doing something. Totally. I completely agree. Completely agree. Okay. So this episode, y'all, we're going to be doing an Ask Us Anything. You guys love them. Yeah. So we're going to do more. You love them. them. We love them. They're They're so good to just catch up with us. We like to get questions from you guys in the DMs. We usually pull um, on Instagram for Mm -hmm. your questions, what you guys want us to answer. And we have a bunch more of these episodes. We did one on relationships. We've done just a lot of your questions. So if you like these episodes, you can search Ask Us Anything Almost 30 and find the rest of these with just Lindsay and I and basically chatting and hanging out with you guys. Yeah. And we're on YouTube too. So if you want to watch the video, you know, zoom in. I'm wearing the same thing all the time. Zoom in, bitch. (laughs) I hate the sweater. I love it. It's comfortable, but it looks like shit on camera. Oh, does it? No, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a... No. Okay. It's just not flattering. Hey, guys, what do you think? Tell us in the comments. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Who's first? Okay, shall we? Uh-huh. Let's do it. Um, what is something that has surprised you about yourself this past year? It's a beautiful question. I think I that's a good question for anybody really yes. to answer. So you guys can think about that, even if it's something that surprised you in a way that you don't like, mm-hmm. that can also be very telling and helpful for healing. So if you're like, I'm surprised that I numb so much on my phone or I'm surprised that I numb with TV. I'm mm-hmm. surprised that I numb with social media or I'm surprised that my you know, boss and I don't have boundaries. My partner and I don't have intimacy. There's a lot of different things that people could go through. But um, to think of something positive for what surprised me last year, I think last year really felt like the culmination of a lot of different experiences in my life that I had gone through as a kid and just growing up where I realized that 
all of those things were for a purpose. And I really stepped into how those make me who I am. And so just thinking about the fact of, I've always been a little bit of a rebel. I've always been a truth speaker. I've always been a truth seeker. I've always been someone that did things a little bit differently, felt a little different, was incredibly spiritual from a young age in my own way. And I never realized those until I could see them clearly from the perspective that I am today, where it felt, I was like, oh, wow, that was different or that could potentially be different. And so I didn't realize how unique I was. I think every single person listening is very unique. And I was finally able to realize the uniqueness of my story as it applies to my life now. And I just feel really grateful for that because I'm like, oh, it all was for a purpose. Yeah. Like it, it last year made me realize how it all felt very purposeful. Mm, that's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Something that surprised me about myself this past year. <sighs> yeah, I think, you know, I really felt, I was surprised how quickly and or committedly, I was like integrating my work in therapy. Mm, that's a good one. With, especially in just saying how I felt, creating boundaries, um, working on this process of like individuating from my family. It was really hard, but also beautiful for both myself and my family. And, and just how I was able to be more on the side of healing rather than in my own stuff and just kind of feeling burdened and overwhelmed by it. And it's just created so much more confidence in the conversations that I have to have and have had. And yeah, that that really surprised me because I think I associated so much of like who I am in my story with like, well, I've always got this to work uh-huh. on. I'm always, I'm not really good at communication. I'm not really good at mm-hmm. articulating myself or being clear And I think this past year, I'm like, oh no, I'm proving to myself that I am all of those things. I can do those things and I'm actually putting them into practice and it's actually like producing a really beautiful result in my Mm. life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Last year showed me how incredibly measured you are. You're like very measured. Mm. What What does that mean? Just like very able to just roll with everything Mm. and like be very neutral and be very accommodating in a good way for everyone involved. And like, yeah, just like that neutral energy that was so necessary during our year. Mm. As Thank That you. was like one thing. Thank you. And it showed me you're a big old bitch. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Show me what a big old bitch you are. Yeah, last year was so wild. I know a lot of you, you know, can say the same thing. And just especially being in like a partnership like this and a friendship and a business partnership, it's like, it's like feeling so many different layers of what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, all at once, but just kind of having that solid mm-hmm. piece, which is like us and our relationship was like very, very, very comforting, mm-hmm. you know, through, through some pretty big storms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting because I think, I don't even think of last year as like the pandemic year. I know. Although it was. So it's yeah. like, there is the perspective that I learned that like, I didn't have to work out so much and like, da, 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 da. I didn't need to go out all the time. But I think I've ta- we've already talked about that. And now having a clearer view of what it is, it feels like this to me now, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely, definitely. 
Okay, so for you guys, what is something that has surprised you about yourself this past year? So ask yourself, maybe mm-hmm. ask others. That's a really good conversation starter. All right, next question is advice for starting therapy for the first time. Mm, good one. Which is a good one. Yeah, I think I started, Lindsay did it first, obviously, and I was really hesitant to start therapy. I'm just afraid of um, people programming me. <laughs> just afraid of like you're like are they what did you say to me you're like afraid of someone slipping into my subconscious with some weird shit yeah Mm -hmm. and like someone not being able to hold me yes or hold the space or like because I don't if I don't feel safe I will not go there Mm -hmm. so I just was like worried about and I'm so freaking in tune if someone is not fully there I will check out immediately. Yeah. I will eject myself immediately like an octopus ejects itself really <laughs> quickly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was scared of that. And just, yeah, I just also, yeah. So I started it, I've been going for a little over a year now with Christina Weiss in Palos Verdes. Um, I've literally created an entire business for her. Uh, she's so amazing. <laughs> but my biggest tips for therapy were are to be very honest with where you are in the process. You know, there was one situation where we were really going deep on something and Christina said something that I did not like. It actually bothered me that she said that. So I found myself the next week coming in and withholding information. And then I was like, you know what? Like that's not, this isn't worth my time if I'm going to be withholding information. So I came back the next week and just said like, hey, this was something that bothered me because- you know, it felt like you thought this and I realized that this is something that I go through. So I'm sensitive about that. And I need you to know that it bothered me. And I really just want to make sure that I'm always being super honest with you. And I've always said it like, if I can't be completely honest with her about every single thing, then it's not the therapist for you. So my goal is to always say something at least once during therapy that's like going to make me feel a little squeamish or Mm -hmm. make me a little uncomfortable or make me feel liberated at times. You know, to say the things that you feel ashamed to say, that's like, it should be the space for that. And I've really forced myself to make it the place where I can just let it rip. And I can really come through in all of my glory, Mm -hmm. negative or positive. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so important. I feel like, I've worked with two therapists before. The one I have now is the second one. And yeah, I think there was kind of this like warm up period where I'm like not fully, it's not even that I'm not fully telling the truth. It's like, I haven't settled. I'm like, so for me, it's really important to actually have maybe like 30, 20, 30 minutes before my therapy to take a walk be with myself, you know, kind of going from like work just to therapy is kind of jarring and I don't get to gather my thoughts. And therefore I go in and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm like kind of all over the place. And I've had my therapist say to me before, like, can we take a moment? Mm -hmm. And like she, my other, my old therapist, she's like, let's get up. I want you to like walk as you're talking to me, like walk around the room because I was so just like, I was like floating, like Mm -hmm. pinging around the room and I just was not grounded. I was not in my body. 
And I often feel like that in real life sometimes. So it's like, I feel like therapy also is just, especially on the communication front, like such a mirror to me. Yeah. You know, and it's a really, like you said, just such a great place to like practice, just really letting everything out. I would also say it's been helpful for me. And I actually don't know if this is like, you know, proper protocol, but I just want to tell, I told my therapist kind of like my, my things that I might do where I'm like, I might make excuses for Mm -hmm. my parents, Mm -hmm. meaning like say, you know, my parents are great parents Mm -hmm. and say all these positive things. And then one negative thing around Mm -hmm. the issue that I want to work on. I might, um, I might talk about like kind of silly little things for a while before Mm -hmm. getting like to the heart of it. Mm -hmm. So feel free if you are feeling that as well to like kind of ask me and pull me in and just kind of ground me in that way. Um, Cause sometimes I don't have the ability to kind of like regulate that. And then also just like trust your instincts too. If like your therapist and you are not vibing and you're not feeling really great and supported and connected, it's okay to tell your therapist that it's not working mm-hmm. and you can move on. Mm-hmm. Some people feel bad. They think it's them but sometimes it's just not a fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fine with that. You know, therapists oh, yeah. totally oh, yeah. get it and they probably feel the same. Uh-huh. You know, like there's like a vibe that you usually connect with them. But I would just say, so take a walk. Let them know about anything that you do to like avoid going deep or being vulnerable and then um, go there. Like make it be the place that you're intentionally allowing yourself to really go there with mm-hmm. someone so you can be fully seen and supported. That's our advice. Yeah. Great question. Better help. We have better help. Oh yeah, better help's great. Yeah, better help. Uh, almost thirty is a code, and you can get ten percent off your first month. Mm-hmm. And um, it has really affordable therapists for one hundred fifty dollars a month. You can have four therapy sessions. So that is like our recommendation for affordable therapy. Yeah, betterhelp.com slash almost thirty. All right. Next question. Next question is how? Oh, non negotiable self care rituals right now. I feel like we share our self care every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I like the word non negotiable because mm-hmm. it puts kind of a, you know, just kind of intensity around it, um, an intention around it. So, non negotiable self care ritual right now. I would say mine is just always meditation. Yeah. So I don't follow, sometimes I'll listen to Joe Dispenza meditations. I've bought some and then there's also free Joe Dispenza on YouTube. You can search Joe Dispenza meditation. Just find one that you like. They have really long sleep ones. If you want to listen to all night when you sleep, which I've done before, I think when I've traveled and I find it kind of creepy, Mm -hmm. but, um, and then I'll do, to be magnetic, I'll do their DEIs. So I'll do those sometimes. And then I'll just usually let myself do my own meditation. Um, I don't really listen to anyone to do meditations for. I've I've done it many times and I really like it, but sometimes I like, I like a little peace and quiet. So yeah. I think meditation is my non-negotiable. I'll do it once a day, if not two. And it's really just changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been... Once I made it an actual everyday thing mm-hmm. is when I start to feel the, uh, yes. the effects of meditation. For me lately, it's been very intentional, like quiet time. So no phone, no TV, no podcast playing in the background and just getting to a place, whether it's in my own home. So that might be like in the bath or that might be, 
you know, in my room with some like earplugs in and like my face mask on and it's just quiet or I'm out in nature. But if I really think about it, the percentage of time that I'm spending just really silent and in quiet and quiet myself is kind of low. And so I try to kind of inject that into every day, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour. But I just noticed that for me, I just feel much more energized afterwards. So I'm like, oh, okay. Whew. I'm not trying to listen to something and writing something down. And, and the multitasking, even though I can be really good at it, it's definitely draining for me. And so to give my brain a little bit of a rest, it feels like a brain massage. I'm like, okay, quiet is so, so nice. So it's super simple. Um, and it might be harder for some of you than others, you know, if you have kids or things like that. But um, yeah, even five, 10 minutes is like such a, such a nice car. Treat. Oh yeah, car. No music or one. anything in the car. Great one. Just kind of let yourself, let your mind wander, mm-hmm. let yourself think. Um, on walks, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Definitely before bed. Because if you think about it, there's always sounds. Yes. TVs. Podcasts, mm-hmm. phone, music, yeah, people outside. You know what I think about, and I do this sometimes, but I hear my brother do it. Where like he's on Instagram stories, and it's like, oh, I hate that. It's like everyone's story, like flipping through, and I'm like, hey, I know you're assaulting me. I'm like, I can't do this, but you know, I do it too. But I to hear it as someone, know. you know, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So yeah, it's just important. Silence. I love those. Nice and simple. Nice and simple, baby. We have an episode with Emily Fletcher about meditation mm-hmm. and the science of meditation. If you guys want to listen to that, so you can search Emily Fletcher meditation, almost 30. And we did a really beautiful, like really deep on the science of meditation. Yeah, I love I love her. This one was really interesting. Have you ever been scared of living with ease and being happy? Yes. Uh, yes. Probably. Scared yeah. is an interesting word, I guess, to Oh, no, I think it's I think it's the right word. Yeah. I guess you know, when I hear that I'm just like obviously I always think they are. <laughs> you know, so I was just yes. I'm just thinking of the person. I'm like they oh, obviously for sure, are. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing that we're aware of that now. You know, I think that's and the reason I ponder is that it's an interesting thing that we are now aware in this moment in time that we can be scared of Mm -hmm. living in ease, of living in flow. And I think for me of living in ease that, and I just hate to put too much mind to it, to be like, oh, I'm scared of living my dreams, whatever. But I think for me, I... I am not scared of living in ease, but my subconscious is scared if I am living in ease that I am not worthy. So consciously, of course I'm not. I want to live in ease. I want that every day. Spaciousness is like our word for the past two years that we've been wanting more of. But my subconscious believes that if I'm not producing, if I'm not busy, if I'm not fully packed schedule, if I'm not running from thing to thing, if I'm not very busy, Mm -hmm. then... I'm not worthy and um, it's all going to go away and all of these things. So I do act as if I am fearful of living in ease. So there's the conscious mind that says no. There's the subconscious that says yes. There's my active self that says 
yes, I am scared of that because if I was not scared of that, then I would be able to like take stuff off our plate, relax more, sleep more, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever it is that I mm-hmm. want to do. Although I will say, comparatively to the life I lived previously, my life has so much more built-in ease than ever before. Yeah, we got to celebrate the progress here. Celebrate the progress because (laughs) you guys know we were starting the podcast. When we met, we started the podcast. I was working three jobs. I was nannying, serving, doing all these things. And then I had a full-time job for two years when we were building the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing this on the side. We were on tour during the thing. It was a whole can of worms. And so there <laughs> I was just got no a headache, ease. actually, thinking there about it. There was like no ease, my poor body. Um, so I think it's an interesting thing to pick apart and then just not attaching ourselves to the story. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I want to stop every stop, stop the car for everyone to be like, don't make it your story that you're afraid of ease. Just be aware of it, be mindful of it, apply it to your life where you can prove to yourself, oh, actually, this today this action is proving to me that I'm not afraid to live a life of ease mm-hmm. because I'm taking the morning to rest and I'm not going to work out or I'm going on a walk or I'm you know, not taking on that extra project or I'm saying no to the side business, whatever that is. And just being careful that we're not using these type of awarenesses to like define our limitations, yes, but rather make action on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super powerful. Yeah, I, and when I hear that question... Um, I think it's such a good question, but these like kind of little buzz phrases like living with ease, being happy. I, it makes me think about what was I taught about these things? So I was taught that living with, living with ease, I was definitely taught that um, that's, has a lazy aspect to it where it's like, but what are you working for? And what mm-hmm. are you, are you, put your head down, work Mm -hmm. hard, like Mm -hmm. sacrifice so that you get the thing. And then being happy, I feel like was super conditional, at least what I saw and experienced where it's like money makes you happy or fill in the blank, truly. You get into your dream college, that makes you happy. You know, there's all of these conditions around these things. So yeah, I, I definitely have had, you know, it's a nervous system response for me Mm. a lot of the time. So like, I've been in situations where we do have like, we're able to rest and kind of live with a little bit more ease and not go, 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 go. And I notice my nervous system's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, keep going. Like, what are you doing? So I kind of have to regulate or re-regulate to a different zero point, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than rather than go, 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 my zero point can be a little bit more just ease filled and peaceful and balanced. But yeah, I, I've done, a, I think a lot of, I'm continuing to do a lot of reprogramming around this because oftentimes when I think about living with ease, I'm like, yeah, easy. Like I'm pretty chill with being chill and mm-hmm. I'm, I consider myself to be a happy person. However, I get tripped up around how my living with ease and how my mm-hmm. being happy affects other people. Mm-hmm. And I get too wrapped up in that. You know, obviously it's nothing to do with me. I understand that. But, you know, when it's people that are like close to you or whatnot, it's very, it's hard not to think about that and kind of the empaths that we are. It's just, yeah, it can affect you. So that's kind of the work that I'm doing around it. Yeah, I think that's the important piece. It's like, 
if you were happy, what does that mean for your family? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for your friends? What does that mean for the person that you commiserate with? Quite often at work. What does that mean for the relationship where you both have like a set point of how happy or unhappy you are? And, you know, what I think a good practice is writing down the story I'm telling myself around living with ease is I'm a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. The story I'm telling myself about living with ease is that I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. The story I'm telling myself about being happy is that people will abandon me. The story I'm telling myself about being happy is that people will think I'm annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different, I think that was a story I had about being happy. Sure. Um, but so there's a lot of different stories that we can kind of break in and and just ask, you know, God, universe, source for um, confirmation of the opposite. Like confirm for me that I can live with these. Confirm for me that I can be happy and then work towards that. But I think it's powerful that you recognize the stories in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay, next question is, how did you start living your human design? So human design is uh, is something that we've talked about on the podcast quite a lot. Jenna Zoe... We've had on, yeah, Jenna's always been on a few times mm-hmm. and, and spoken I think to- three times. Three times. Um, and she's kind of our, our go-to expert. We have a human design workshop in our shop too. Mm-hmm. But human design has completely shifted the way I appreciate who I am just on a very innate level. And for me, I'm always learning about it. You know, Jenna is my resource. My.humandesign mm-hmm. is her Instagram. So you can use that as a resource as well. But for me this past year, it's been super important to, so I'm, an, I'm a manifesting generator with an emotional authority and I'm a specific manifester. And it's been really important for me to follow what lights me up. It's kind of like a well-known thing about manifesting generators and that if something does not light me up, it's really hard for me to generate any energy around it and commit to it. And so you know, really in anything that I do, I'm looking for things about the process, about the people, about the experience that really lights me up. And also leaning into leaning into and really illuminating my natural, like my natural born gifts. Cause it's something that like I think I I think I cultivate, but almost trusting it to be what guides me in a lot of ways. Um, it's always been kind of like a side thing or yeah, I do it, blah, blah, blah. But there is something to really leaning into something that's like, whoa, just a part of who you are that I think has helped me to learn more about myself and connect with other people. So whether that's singing or something else, but that that in particular is an example where I'm like, whoa, like when I do lean into that, I do kind of feel that like kind of rush of, oh, okay. Like there, there's like that soul part where it's like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm trying too hard. And I also get kind of this like regenerative inspiration there. And then finally, as an MG, just learning that, you know, I have a propensity to consume myself or worry too much about how me being who I am affects other people. Mm. And it's so like just calling back my energy when mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, has I didn't been know re- that was an MG thing. 
Yeah. She just did a post the other day and I was like, mm, share. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, oh, like, 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 share, like, share. Like, like, share. It's Con- me. Content I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been super powerful. And I, I know a lot of our friends who are like, wait, what's human design? And they get into it. They're like, oh, I know. My I think God. you guys, we had Jenna on. She was like one of the first, maybe five years ago, mm. maybe four and a half years ago. Guys, her and Lacey. We won't say it, but we will we say it. We won't say it. Just kidding. <laughs> they were on. We've all grown together is it's, what I want to say. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So it's really beautiful. So proud of them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we literally are not taking any credit for yeah, that. Yeah, literally no. That's a zero percent of joke. <laughs> um, but in the first episode, we really went in on our charts actually with her. And then we did a really recent one you guys can listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, so I'm a projector. And being a projector really gave me the permission to be the strategic leader that I really am in my DNA. I have four houses in Capricorn in my chart. I have Mars in Capricorn in my chart. My Mercury is actually in Aquarius, and that's why I'm so like mm-hmm. wildly uh, woo-woo. But the Capricorn, in addition to the projector, really helped me to really understand how I operate within a business or like... Even in life, like I'm very strategic. I see things very clearly in my mind. I have to have things structured in a certain way. And I'm like a master at creating a plan. Like every single time I'm off of any situation, I want to create some sort of plan. And when I don't feel like there's a plan to contain it, almost in a masculine way of containment of the situation, I don't really feel done. And projectors are visionaries in a lot of ways. So I can see 10 steps ahead of whatever we're doing, or I can get the intuitive hit and really act very quickly. So that projector quality has been really helpful within you know, a business sense and was hard because when I was in the corporate world, I couldn't really flex that in a way that, mm-hmm. um, that I can now in something that I'm doing on my own when I was working for other people. Also, I'm a non-specific manifester. So I've always, it's been interesting because I I. Sp- I'm specific about things and they will come very quickly. There was something that I got the other day that was kind of weird that I was like, wow, I thought about that for one minute and a package came. <laughs> it was very weird. It's always a package. I know, it's always a fucking package. I literally am like, I need a house, dude. I need a Deliver me now. Deliver me a house. I keep saying, I'm like, I need a house. <laughs> so um, the non-specific manifestor just helped me to really release any ideas I needed to create in my head where I was, I would always really try and visualize my house or my home or whatever it is that I would want very accurately. And I was like, if I don't get this right, it will not happen. And so liberating myself to really focus on the feelings Mm. of whatever it is. So in my home, I want to feel like a home. I want to feel completely at ease. I want to feel completely safe. I want to feel completely inspired and all these things. So I focus on the feelings rather than the specifics of like, I need black trim and I want high arch waves and I want, you know, that kind of thing. Although I do enjoy getting specific at times. And then I think the other thing about human design is actually specific to my eating. So I think it's the part, I don't know, it's some arrow in my chart, but basically I do best with eating and digestion when I'm eating around people. So I actually, which is pretty counterintuitive because I wolf down food, but there's some parts of the chart which show people that they do better when they are not stimulated mm. in that way. So eating alone, without music, without a phone, but actually I do well when I am eating around people. So at dinners or just kind of being conscious of like how I'm 
the way I'm consuming and they have to be people that I feel aligned with. So there's also that eating thing, which I find to be very interesting, but I need to re-dig into my chart. I feel like yeah, I, haven't, same. I haven't been in it a long time. And I kind of just always take the parts that I really like and, yeah. and leave the rest. Yeah. What is it about, for me, decision-making, it's always good to like sleep on it. And oh not- yes, yours is three, because you're a three, right? And a three is like- a five you have one. To, you, have to, you have to learn something three times? I'm a five one. What's a three? Or like, or you're split. You're a three split. Remember? Oh. So there's a triple split, which means you have to learn mm, something mm-hmm. has to happen, or you have to like learn it three times. Yeah, it's like you're kind of slow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. It's actually very true. I literally have to. This what happened in school. It still happens today, where I really have to like make the same mistake a few times mm-hmm. in order three. to like get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like a zero. <laughs> it drops in, baby, and it's in. I think but I'm my, a one. But my my instinct, or yeah, my instinct, I guess, when it comes to responding is like yes. to act on my emotion where I'm like, ah, and I like want, but it's actually better to kind of allow that to come down a I feel like bit. you're good at that. I feel like you don't respond on emotion. No, I do. I've just gotten better. I've definitely gotten better. It's something that I definitely- yeah. Maybe you stifle it. I notice, I notice with Sean where I'm like, I actually can sleep on this. I can. I was telling Justin that the other day. Time. He said something. We don't have to be in this. He's like, I. <laughs> he literally wanted to do something. He's like, Hey, can we do something else? Oh, it was something with the wedding. He's like, This person wants to come and they want to bring a date. I'm like, Do we know the date? And he's like, No. I'm like, Is it a like friend? Uh huh. And he's like, No. I'm like, Okay, I need to sleep on it. Uh huh. Yeah. It's nice. We can all do. Still that. haven't talked about it, but it means no. <laughs> it was last week. Yeah, literally, literally, sleep became awake and it means no. Um, but I did. I was like, oh, I'm gonna give myself permission to sleep on this. Yes, and I usually like when I'm out of like the crying or the just like heightened mm-hmm. emotion. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not that I feel completely differently, but there's less of that charge yes. that kind of influences the words I use. Yes, a hundred percent, which is helpful. Um, such a good one. All right. Last one is, all of these are so- Yeah. Thank you for your kind s- questions. So freaking kind and deep. What does it feel like to know if something's right? To know if something's right. Hmm. The mainstream media tells you. <laughs> you look at the mainstream media every single day and you see it and you believe it and you know it's right. <laughs> Welcome to Almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Almost 30. <laughs> um, I think to me, for mm-hmm. me to know something's right, there's no other, an, another option doesn't drop into my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like with Almost 30 or with Justin or with, the mm-hmm. move to New York, move to LA or, or mm-hmm. whatever I've done. There's no other, there's no other option. I don't think about what could go wrong. I don't think about what could stop me. I don't, I don't even think about what is going to happen when I get there. And that might be like you for New York. Like I don't think about what's going to happen after the decision. I'm so focused on the decision. I'm just like, you go for it. So, but I don't know if that's because I've, had a lot of practice with mm-hmm. making decisions for myself over the years and really cultivating a deep sense of trust with my intuition. So I don't know if that would have to precede people knowing if something's right, right for them. That practice. Yes. And, mm-hmm. I definitely think it helps, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes, but I feel like that is something innate within you. 
And maybe mm-hmm. it was cultivated like early, early yeah. on where it's like, you just, you just know. Yes. You just mm-hmm. know. Um, and it's, conta- I think it's contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I feel, I feel the same way. I also feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that kind of, I don't know, the body's so fucking wild. Sometimes when I make a choice or something comes in and I will feel, if it's not right, I will feel something in my body, whether it is um, an uneasiness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that feeling where you're just like, oh God, mm-hmm. like I have to have a hard conversation type of unease. Yes. Almost like a, I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just something is off and I've learned to just listen to that. Doesn't mean that what's in front of you is completely wrong and not Mm -hmm. for you. But for me, it's just asking me to go a little bit deeper, ask some more questions, Mm -hmm. just maybe be with it a little bit more until you make that final decision. And I also think, you know, this isn't always, but at least lately, it's like when you make a decision, when something is right for you, it might actually kind of bring out something in other people where it's not right for them or it affects them. And then that might cause you to question whether this is right for you. And so it's discerning, like, why am I questioning this? Is it because it's coming from me internally, instinctually, and intuitively? Or is this questioning coming from outside, Mm -hmm. whether it's society, friends, family, what have you. Mm-hmm. And I think this could be unique to the person. So mm-hmm. this person might be someone where you always know something is right for you because you see the numbers 333. Three, three. Yes, totally. Or you see a rainbow or you have a special angel symbol or sign. Mine's a rainbow. Mm-hmm. Mine's currently 333. Three, three. It's it's kind of unreal. I was like telling God the other day, I was like, it's becoming not interesting anymore. Yeah, choose a new one. And I was like, oh, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> like they was like, what's that about? And I was like, who said that? Um, and so whether it's a symbol or a sign or whether it's a deep knowing and there is like the body experience too of like feeling expanded or contracted. Yes. You know, when we're moving towards love or we're moving towards growth or we're moving toward expansion, although our mind may feel like contracting, our body wants to expand because it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you can feel it in your chest, you can feel it in your heart and it's taking a few seconds and a few breaths of being with whatever decision is. And it's like, does it make your heart feel expanded or does it make your heart feel contracted? So Mm -hmm. there's a variety of different ways that might be unique to you, but I do think it's something that we have to practice and tune into over time. We don't always get it right. You know, I don't always get every decision I've ever made right. That's for sure. I don't always um, choose the, the best way. And as a last thing, I think we often think that the most spiritual path is like the easiest path and that the right path is always the easiest path. And that's not always true. So we can doubt ourselves and our abilities when we make a hard decision that felt intuitively truly right for us. And then we get on that path and we're like, oh, wow, this is very hard. And this is very difficult. And this may not be the right way. And that could be true, but it also just could be more for you than you ever thought. And the difficulty really is like playing a part in shaping you into who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's it, y'all. 
That's it, y'all. Leather AMA. 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 We freaking love AMA. Yeah. If you ever have questions or topics you want us to discuss, you can DM us on at almost 30 podcasts. You can DM us on our personals at Lindsay Simsick or at It's Krista. Yeah. It's something we love to do. It's a nice little... uh, Repeat segment we do here on Almost 30. We love it. We love it. And we have exciting things. So membership enrollment is going to be opening soon. It will open up in July. Mm-hmm. We have another camp happening. It's going to be amazing. Camp announcement of lineup will, of the lineup will be happening soon. We had thousands of amazing people there last year. It was one of the most profound experiences. So membership yes. is going to be amazing. It's going to be better than ever. That is happening very soon. And we're excited to have you guys join. Yeah, truly. Um, and make sure to subscribe to the pop. It always helps us, you know, just get to more people around the world and build our community. And you will definitely find new friends in almost 30 nation. That is for sure. So the membership is a place, especially where you can connect with one another more intimately and then pass this along to a friend. If there's a topic that we discuss that could help support someone in what they're going through, that would mean the world to us. Yeah, we love you so much. We will see you on the next one. There's tons of other great Almost 30 episodes for you to dig into now. So enjoy those and we'll see you soon. See ya. Bye.